And thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 277 for Patch 6.2. Our topic for this episode is the Master Plan Mastermind. And now, from the Excellence in Podcast Studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. And this is Root, I play a goblin warlock. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up here in episode number 277 of HearthCast, Freck and I are going to sit down with the mastermind behind Master Plan. We've got a completely rational reaction when a user is asked to do something by Blizzard. And hey, Blizz, what's up with the rare mob shenanigans? The pleasure is mine. The crow deserves a superior gladiator, seeing as the last one fell so easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Freck, what did you do this week in the Blizzard universe? Well, remember, it wasn't that long ago you said you finally got that Gammon's Braid, that yeah, toy, the eye Gammon. Gammon will save you. Yeah, I didn't was... have that. Oh. I don't know how I didn't have it, but I didn't. Yeah, it was a mission from the uh, hotel there. The inn or whatever. Yeah, it was from the inn. Yeah. It sends you to the Grim Rail Depot. <laughs> hotel inn. So, What's sure, the yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really? It's just... I don't think you're getting any chocolates on your pillow there. <laughs> okay, that's a difference. Yeah, uh, all right. Which one do you get the chocolates at? It's obviously. Hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so you know I'm trying to finish up Pepe. I'm getting a little closer. You okay? And. Yeah. Hmm? I, I like fried Pepe. What? Yeah. Fried chicken. No. Yum. No, 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 don't talk about Pepe like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Poor Pepe. You see my face? This is my teared up face. That's your teared up face? Yeah. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Tears of sadness thinking about someone frying Pepe. Anywho, so I needed the Grimrail Depot. And when I went in there, I realized it still had the quest for Gammon's Braid. And there was a quest item I had not picked up. I had actually finished it before, so I had credit for killing the boss. So I went in there, picked up the quest item, died, and then I was like, forget this, because it wouldn't let me pour it out to get Pepe again. Oh. But then I had what I needed done for the heroic part. Okay. And you can actually do Pepe on normal. If you don't want to do all these dungeons in heroic, you can have them on your head and finish the last boss in normal, and it counts. Oh, okay. That's cool. So I got what I needed, so I'm a little bit closer to getting the Pepe toy. Um, I made some good progress with my reputations. Sweet. I, yeah, I got uh, revered with the Saber Stalkers. I'm actually, I think, 20% into being exalted. And I bought from the vendor the item called Trailblazer. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this you can pick up from the Saber Stalker uh, rep vendor. I think it's 500 gold. Um I don't know the exact amount, but it is sold for gold rather than the claws. So if you are saving up the claws for something else, you don't have to worry about that. Um, but it gives you a 15% increase, movement increase, while you're into non-jungle. That's not bad. So it's very helpful. And then the other item that I got when I reached Revered with Vulgen's Headhunters um, is, I forgot the name of it, but it's that item where you click on it, it teleports you to a rare within 500 yards. Have you used that? I've used it several times. Is sometimes. It Yes. Okay. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they'll tell you that there's nothing in the vicinity. Right, so is it something you use it in conjunction with like um, that pop-up thing, Rare Finder or whatever it is? 
Well, it actually teleports you. So the first time I ever used it, I was over in Volmar, which is right in the middle of Tanan Jungle. And it teleported me to a rear that was actually in the throne of Kill Jaden. Oh, so it's not like something that's close to you. It could be one that happens to be up like... Up, up to 500 yards, which I know is kind of weird to visualize in the game. But yeah, it, it sent me the distance from Vol- Volmar to Thorn and Kill Jaden. I would never have known that rare was up otherwise. All right, so what I was thinking is like you're using NPC scan. NPC scan goes off and says, hey, this rare is up. You click the rare thing, it transports you there. But what you're telling me is that NPC scan could come up and tell you that a rare spawn, you hit that turn kit or whatever, and it can take you to a completely different rare. Right. I mean, if you're close enough for NPC scan to go off, you need to just kill that rare, not to use this item. Man, that would bother me because you'd be like, you know, like 80% done with, with killing, you know, your grind in there. And until right. your rare pops up, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go there. And it takes you out of your area. That would that would be like, I don't know. I'd end up with a semicolon on my wrist or something. Well, typically you wait until you're at a stopping point on your quest. And if it's off cooldown, then you just use it. All right, well, I'm going to check it out because I saw that and I was I was debating the usefulness of No, you should get it. it. You should get it. I mean, worst case scenario, you click on it and it says there's nothing nearby and then nothing happens. Is there a cooldown? What's the cooldown? 15 on minutes. Ah, okay. It's not too, yeah, it's not yeah. too bad. And uh, the one that you get when you're exalted has, I think there's no limit to the range, so it's anywhere in the zone. That's cool. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So I got the Frost Wolf Ghost Pup. The pet out of archaeology. Oh, great. This is an orc pet. Yeah. And, you know, several weeks ago I was talking about archaeology, how you can just pick up the skill and pick up the fragments from your mine cart. Sure. So this actually got on my hunter, and I've only done maybe two digs out in Draenor. Um, I did do the Dark Moon Fair quest to turn in the fragments and then gave me some skill points. But other than that, I only have like, I don't know, like 150 skill level in archaeology. And I was able to get this rare pet nice. out of it. Um, so, you know, little effort, very little effort, you know. So if you don't have the archaeology skill, just pick it up. You know, you never know if you could end up just uh, completing an artifact just through the mine carts. Yeah, I, I check every so often because I do have archaeology and I only do it through the mine carts, like you said. Right. And every so often I just pull up my archaeology UI and go, hey, is there anything I can complete? And lately it's been no. But, you know, who knows? Maybe someday I'll complete another. Well, what have you done this week? Well, you know, I'm plugging away at my rep. You've got me, uh, you're ahead of me right now in some ways. We're pretty much kind of even, but just not, you know, across the board we're even. So I know that you're completed, you're, you're revered with Vulgen uh, Headhunters, and you're revered with, the, uh, revered with the Saber Stalkers. But you're a little behind on me in Order of the Awakened. And I'm ahead of you in Order of the Waken, but I'm not all the way done with the Saber Stalkers, but I am revered with Vulgen Headhunters. So we're, we're kind of, yeah. you know, overall, as a crow flies, we're pretty even on there. Yeah, I've had a few days where I just didn't finish that uh, rare quest just because I, I don't know, I just didn't find enough that day. And it was before I got the little items, so it was just a little harder to complete. True, true. But I'm just, you know, I'm running on that. I'm getting yeah. my garrison missions done. I'm working on my shipyard. Yeah. The Saber Stalkers, what you really want to do is just find a group that's doing rep farming. Get in the group. It's super repetitive. Um, I've been putting on Netflix to kind of get me through it. Right. You know, and it'll take, you know, several hours. But there's no real effort in it other than just kind of a mindless grind. Now, I have done that. I've joined the groups, and it's difficult sometimes to actually find a group. Like, you'll see, like, five groups listed, and you try to join them all, and you sit there pending for five minutes, and then they all time out. Yeah, you just kind of have to sit there and refresh. That's the thing. Like, there's new groups popping up constantly. 
So once you do your original search and you apply to all of them, you know, a couple minutes later, just go ahead and refresh and there'll be new groups there. Sure. And, and, and I've yeah. gone into them, but then the people rotate in and out and we pause. Yes, they do. Now I will, and I think I mentioned this to you this before and don't remember if it was on the show or not. There's no real easy way to know who's in your group because a lot of times there are multiple groups running around. So what I typically do is find out whoever the tank is or whoever the, the, the if there's a healer. Or if they're, you know, someone who stands out, either be a tank, a healer, or someone who's doing like mass DPS, and I will raid mark them. I'll put a skull on them. You mean when you're running around and you physically see the other players next to you, it can be kind of difficult to kind of visually discern who is in your group. Right. Right, because the color change for that um, little nameplate above them isn't very, isn't very distinctive, is it? You know, I um, I, since since I use Tuck UI, it's got different nameplates, and I don't see any kind of color Oh, so it's, yeah, it's a little bit in the default UI. Like it goes from being like a green to a, like a lighter green. Yeah, not yeah, worth not it. Much. And so the problem I've had a couple times is I'll be with a group and then I'll see people run off and I'll run off with that group and then I realize all the all all the targets are, are gray. And I'll be like, wait, this isn't my group. And I look <laughs> at my map and all of my little dots are running yeah. the other way. It's like, oh, yo, my peeps. So, <laughs> so now I just you know whoever's doing something, whoever stands out really right. from the group, I'll just throw a raid marker on them or a target you know like it's skull or panties i mean the triangle sorry on <laughs> and and go from there and uh it's much much easier when you do that uh for that i did get pulled back into raiding uh with our raid group and that was kind of fun i was able to raid one night with them and uh, i got you know i got a piece and then we kind of go for a moment you know a typical raiding you go okay we're taking a five minute break okay let's go okay let's take a 10 minute break and on the 10-minute break, it was really cool. One of the raid members pulls me out and says, meet me in Walmart. <laughs> or as we call it, Volmar. <laughs> <laughs> and so we go to Volmar, and we, he basically looked at my gear and said, all right, buy this Apexis gear, buy this, buy that. Or not the Apexis gear, but with Apexis crystals, I was buying the, the Baleful gear and hoping for a particular one that opened up with particular stats on it. And when I got the particular stats I wanted, I would upgrade it. Now, sadly, I think it was my the pants. I'm pretty sure it was the pants that I was trying to upgrade. And I had to buy three baleful tokens before I got the one actually upgraded to, or, or or became the stats that I needed. Because it's random stats you get. And yeah, you get, you're a warlock here. You're going to get something based on, on, on your spec. Well, it may not be the best for your particular you know talent tree. So I had to get three of them because the first one was like, okay, this is... If I was Affliction, I would really love these. But I'm not Affliction, so it doesn't do me as good. Second one I got was the exact same one. We're like, really? Third one I got was the one I needed for Destruction. That one we upgraded with the, the upgrade token. So basically, I spent like uh, just a boatload of Apexis crystals. And now, you know, working and getting those back up. I never thought I'd be, you know, because like the other week, I'm like, oh, Apexis crystals, I got a ton of those. I'm going to go <laughs> buy a bunch of mouths. Right, blah, blah, blah. right. Nope. nope. Spin it all on gear. <laughs> But then I came back in and I was, you know, I was able to, because I was like, man, why is my DPS, you know, I'm, I'm in the raid group. And normally, you know, I don't do the top DPS in my raid group. I'm mid-range, my, but I was kind of falling down. I was like, you know, what's going on? And everybody looked at my gear. I'm like, well, let's go get you some better gear. I'm like, where do we get that? So, Pexus Vendor. They're in, uh, in Volmar. So, I did that. Came back in for the last boss of the night. And I was doing good. You know, my DPS was fine. It was just mechanics on that one that we didn't get right. So, <sighs> you know how it goes. So I'm hoping to get back in there uh, this week and do some more raiding because it is a lot of fun. Mechanics are good. The mechanics on this particular raid boss are nice. 
uh, the ones that we don't have on farm, the ones on the ones that are on farm are, you know, they're fun. Uh, but this last boss run, and I forget, I apologize because I can't forget the boss. I, I kind of forget the boss's name right now. I do apologize for that, but it is fun, and that's that's all that is important. Hey, Freck, we actually have some whispers. This is from uh, an anonymous commenter. Anonymous. Filled out the uh, submission form on hearthcast.com. Said nope on <laughs> his name and his character. <laughs> nope. And Realm, nope. Uh, and they say in the latest show, Root said he had to wait for the pit daily to get the securing drain or achievement. But they added in scouting missives that you can purchase from Sergeant Grimjaw outside the Garrison Hall for 200 Garrison resources that let you do any daily. So you could finish the achievement on a fresh 101 day without waiting for the daily if you had the 200 resources for each daily, which is now 100% repeatable at any time for 200 resources. Fantastic news. And I kind of knew that, but I, I kind of didn't want to spend the resources on that. Because you had told me that before, that if you need a particular daily, you can go talk to that guy. Yes, you can. Um, now, one thing I will clarify on this. Um, what they're saying, that is true for all of the quests except for the group ones. Now, the one that you needed, the pit, that was a group objective. So there's the pit and there's uh, the Shatras City one. And I think there's one more. Um, but those group ones are not. They're not there. You're right. No, they're not there. I did look for that because I was doing the other ones with uh, by buying them. Right. You're right. Right. Yeah, so that that one. So the group ones aren't there. Um, but yes, you can get most of them done um, through that vendor. So it does save a lot of time. And I think there's only like three group quests. So it's not going to take you that long. Um, yeah, I've done them. I'm done with that. Yeah, you're done yeah. with that. I still need to like do the last three. I've actually bought the missives for like three more uh, quests that I just need to like do, but I'm waiting until I was done with my reputation first. Here's a crazy thing about that. Like when I was reading the description of the pit, I was like, man, this thing's going to take some, some effort, some coordination. There's all this stuff you got to do. You got to get these cannons and there's ammunition for these cannons. And no, you don't. No, you don't. You just, I went in with the group and we kind of went around the top, uh, top area and just, Killed a bunch of people, like attacked an elite, and a bunch of just regular mobs that are up there, and your little bar fills up to 100%, and you're done. So if you haven't done that one, don't get overwhelmed by the description like I did. Just get a group and go in there, and just you just you just grind stuff out. It took me like 10 minutes. It's fantastic. You should try that. Have you tried that? Do you have that one done? I have them done, yeah. I have wow. all of them except for... A few that I just I just need to go out and do. It's just really more of a laziness at, at this point, yeah, yeah, <laughs> more than yeah. anything else. <laughs> um, yes, but thanks again for that message. Um, that that is a very good reminder, and we do want to uh, reiterate that the fact that you know it lists a lot of quests, and it seems like it's going to take you a lot of time to do, especially if you're waiting for one in particular to come up. Uh, but most of the quests you can just purchase the quest item to initiate that. Um, and the dude that's hanging out your garrison, like we said, horde side is Sergeant Grimjaw. Um, obviously it's not going to be Sergeant Grimjaw on the Alliance side, unless he's wearing a human mask, like, a, <laughs> like Benjamin Brode <laughs> doesn't get this for the, uh, yeah, horde I was garrison. disappointed in that. I thought that guy was going to be more rare than he is. Yeah. Like the first time I saw him, I'm like, <gasps> he's in my garrison and I bought everything he had and I was sending it to the people and then it was like, yeah, he's, he's in my garrison. Yeah. Now. What's the dude? Like he needs to just move on because I've already bought everything that he has. Yeah. 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 It's not like, 
you know, like the person selling food where I can just keep buying food the rest of my life. Right. I've bought know. everything I need to buy from you. Yeah. Move on with you your life. Find a new marketplace, you know, <laughs> maybe hang out at Dollar Rand or something like that. They need to follow that. Uh, what was the chick that had the black market? He needs to go follow her around. Yeah, <laughs> Madam Goya. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go follow her around. And hey, Freck, we also have a little bit of a speak pipe submission here. Hi, Freckleface and Root. Um, this is Mark here from the east of England. I play Jezebel on the Anachronos EU server. Um, I was listening to your program today, and you mentioned how Freckleface had vended a load of baleful items, thinking that they were 650. Um, I did the same thing. I do lots of mess-ups in World of Warcraft. But I listened to other podcasts, and one of them gave me a little tip. If you go into the Battle.net launcher and click on options, uh, there's a tab in there for support. You go to there and under hot issues, the third one down is, well basically it lets you get back anything that you've vended for a whole month um, and basically you, you just have to pay the money that it was vended for. Um, you can only use this facility once a month. Um, but I think it's great. Uh, I was really amazed when I found out you could do that. So I thought I'd just pass it on to you people. Yeah, and that's something that I had to use a while back when I was looking for my... Remember I lost my weapon? Yes. I actually had to... Go, even though I didn't sell it, that was a system I used to actually get it back. Because that was weird. And I actually had to pay the money that I would have vendored for to get my weapon back. So, I, you know, it's there. I don't know if I'd use it to re- to replace a, a baleful because they drop like candy. Well, what's the um, what's the limit? I know it's once a month. Once a month. So is it like one per month? Well, I don't know that. I'm See, sorry. See, that's my problem is I've entered like eight of them. At the time. I need them all yeah, back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I still don't know if it'd fly or not. Oh, Mark, thank you for that tip, though. That is fantastic. Because a lot of people do forget that if they accidentally sell something, they think they're, you know, they're out of luck. Because they left the vendor. They can't go back to the vendor and buy it back because it's already gone. Yeah, I did that once where I sold something I didn't mean to sell. And I sold like three other things and I bought like five things back to get it. <laughs> but you know, sometimes you just forget. And it's Yeah, cool. I mean, yeah. it works out for us because, you know, there's that's a support issue we can handle on our own. And then works out for Blizzard because I'm sure it frees up a lot of those uh, support tickets that would otherwise be... Uh, Devoted to, take, to taking care of restoring items. Right. Yeah. And, and when I tried it, I'm, I'm kind of remembering back when I was doing it because I said, maybe I sold this thing. Let me try going through my restore item. It wasn't there for my weapon that I went mysteriously missing. So, but I did have to pay yeah, for it. Yeah, that was a weird thing. Yeah, it's something yeah. we had that someone else mentioned that they had an issue go or an item rather disappear on them here recently too. So I guess it's, you know, it's a game. There's going to be some bugs in there from, from now and again. But again, uh, Mark, thank you so much for that speak pipe. Folks, if you guys want to leave us a speak pipe just like Marta, just head over to our website or the, and you'll see a little speak pipe there on the right-hand side of the page. Just click that and have your microphone ready because you'll be sending us an MP3. You can listen to it if you don't like it, you know, record it again. And uh, don't worry because we will edit it down for, uh, for mistakes and make you sound good. up next in general chat the master plan mastermind garrisons and shipyards they are here like it or not they can be frustrating they can be confusing they can just be downright nerve-wracking that is of course unless you use master plan which makes everything better 
Now, we've covered master plan before in the past, but we figured there was no better way to get into the meat and cookies of master plan than having the author of the actual add-on here on our show. To that, Foxlit, how are you, sir? Great. It's it nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, it is wonderful to have you on the show, sir. Yes, our honorees. We are such huge fans of the add-on. I think I was in tears and like not really able to function after 6.2 came out until it got updated. I was like, ah, oh, I have to do all this stuff manually. And uh, I know I'm not the oh, one yes, that feels that, that way. <laughs> a little bit annoying for everyone, I guess. Yes, yeah. Well, before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How long have you been playing WoW and uh, how do you like to play? So I've been playing WoW since the EU launch. So that's quite a long time now. The plate is getting scary. I hesitate to type in the slash comment just to check, but it's a little bit too much. So I've been raiding in vanilla, BC, Wrath of the Lodge King. We stopped in Cataclysm, I think. And then it's been casual since then. So I write add-ons, I do the daily quests in so much as they exist anymore. But yeah. So you, you're getting your rep up there with everybody, getting ready for flying? Yes, as frustrating as that is. All right, well, for the uh, few people who haven't used Master Plan, what does it do? Well, it makes garrisons more bearable. I think that's the general description of everything. It tweaks the UI so that you don't have to try as much random permutations of things on your own. So you don't have to check which folder is supposed to go in the mission and then reshuffle it 17 times as you try to figure out whether you can fit it in one more gold mission or not. What prompted you to uh, make Master Plan? So, funny story that. We, um, add on authors in general, I mean, we have an IRC channel where we sometimes hang out and we have conversations about what we think about the game, what we're planning to release at some point in time. And, well, this was roughly about the time of the expansion launch, so November. And we were kind of going on about, well, how much of this garrison things can you automate? Because it was, even at that point, somewhat painful just through the process every few, I guess, hours. As people kind of went back to their garrison and tried to fit in a couple more missions. And that's got relatively repetitive. So Master Plan started as a general input on that topic. How long did it take you to complete Master Plan? I know it's an ongoing project, but how long did it take you to get to the point where you were ready to release it as an add-on? So the first versions were really basic. So I think the amount of time that went in there were maybe five hours or so. But then a lot of the functionality that it is doing today was added in later. So that's a lot more time than that. But it was done in little pieces. What magic do you use to determine percent rate of success? So for the available missions, the ones that you go out and run every day and the ones that you have right now, that one just very quickly tries all the possible group combinations. So it does what you would do if you were sitting in front of the garrison interface. It would drag one follower in and check what happens. It would then exchange that follower for another. And it would do this quite a lot of times, but hopefully this happens quickly enough that you don't notice. So this is just sheer brute force. For the missions of interest, it does a little bit more math, but essentially it's the same idea. We try all of the possible group combinations and we stick and we see what sticks. So what kind of feedback are you getting from people who are using Master Plan? Um, 
So the comments page for that add-on is quite long. There are a lot of comments. Um, some of them are, we love your add-on and this is great. Some of them are, you should put back to version whatever it is now, minus four, because that's what people like the best. Sometimes it's mixed. But generally, people are happy that it saves them time. And hopefully I am Do people get a little impatient if you are a little bit behind in updating it? No, actually, so far, everybody has been really supportive past this period with 6.2. So it could have been much, much worse. It turned out that we have a lovely community that just said, well, take the time and we know how much we miss it and hopefully it will get fixed soon. And it did. So everything kind of worked out pretty good on that front. Now, I know when the uh, when it first came out for with the shipyard missions and it had a little looking for group eyeball, a lot of the friends that I, that I know that use the add-on completely missed that because they were so used to the the other framework, how it had the tabs and everything. And, and they had made a comment to me in, in, our, in our, our guild jet that they couldn't wait for the update. And I'm like, it is updated. So I think a lot of people, unfortunately, well, a, lot, a lot of times what happens is with, with the, the blessing that Curse is, uh, especially, you know, Curse Premium, it can also mm-hmm. be, no pun intended, but it can be a curse as well because you don't read the change log. You just get an updated add-on and you never see what the changes were. Yes. So I think a lot of this is also my fault for not communicating very clearly what's new in every version in-game. So sometimes you miss little things, and it's quite easy to miss large things as well. So I think the question of what do various things mean keeps reappearing because it's never really addressed in-game. So in some sense, I do rely on you to read the change logs, read the add-on description. Notice that the add-on description was sneakily changed at some point. So yes, um, when we went back to the eyeball, I think it's a limitation of the shipyard UI. They kind of want to present it as a map, which makes it difficult to put up any sort of list alongside it. There is just space constraints. When while there are other space constraints, I love what you've done with the little dots beside them. Those just make my life so much easier. Yes, so I was thinking the main kind of idea here is that you really want to know, well, which mission can I run right now? What should I do now? And in some sense, the green dots are really the magnet of saying, hey, you can do this, and it will probably not fail spectacularly. And lose your ship, which is (laughs) the worst part. And having to think about, do I really want to send my ships on a mission right now? Is it even worth it? You know, unlike the garrisons where you just send as many out as possible. Yes, so I think... Um, shipyards in some sense are a little bit different from the normal polar missions because you can't really hope to do 100% on every mission. So on some level, you're almost better off just throwing whatever ships you have at every single possible mission that you actually want the reward of. So for instance, for legendary quests, you might do them with your green ships. And 40% of the time, they'll probably succeed. Otherwise, you're just out two days and some minor amount of garrison resources. In some sense, this balance is a little bit off because if you really kind of care about your ships and you try to equip them for everything, you still can't do it 100% on all of the missions, which makes this really awkward to attempt. So you brought up an interesting point there about the ability to equip your ships with the the different add-ons that we now have for the ships in the shipyard. You can go get, you know, fog lights or fishing nets and all these different things. 
And that is something you have to take into account when you are determining the success rate of these shipyard missions. Isn't that true? That is theoretically true, but I don't do that at the moment. So at the moment, we just uh, take your current ship equipment and we tell you, well, you can do 100% on this mission right now with the ships that you have, or you can wait a little bit and do 100% on this mission with the ships that will come back eventually. Oh, okay, I see We don't saying. actually tell you, well, if you buy the fog light or whatever, then you can do 100%. That is slightly more complicated, and hopefully it will happen in the future, but it's not really the case now. That would be cool. So you are taking into account the add-ons that the ships have. Does that, does yeah, that change true. the math that's- at all? Well, we don't do math for this. We just try all of the possible combinations. So it does what you would do in the sense that you would swap ships around and see what works and what doesn't. It just does all of the possible combinations, and it does that relatively quickly. Got it. So it really doesn't care what you've got. It just it takes what you have and does the combinations, like you said, and gives you your, your, mm. your greens and go with green. Yes, exactly. You see, I'm, your, I'm the user you have that, Although I do read the change logs, and I do keep up on that. I'm the user who looks for the greens, grabs the greens in the shipyard, and I'm out until the next time I log into the shipyard. You know, I'm just done. My greens go. Don't even worry well, about my yellows right I now. I mean, everything is working as intended then. Absolutely. And I, the other thing I really like that you guys are doing is when you have the tab, and, and this is in the shipyard, is when you have those tabs, you can see, okay, yes, this has a 100, 100% success rate or whatever the percent success rate is, and I'm going to get this amount of XP as a reward as well. So if I have something that's 100% success and another tab that says this is 100% success, that second tab might also say plus 500% experience. So I'm going for that experience thing. I'm like, okay, that's my better choice for me right now. So I really appreciate that that's there. Yes. That's excellent. I mean, it seems like everything works then, which is good to hear. <laughs> it's always a plus. All right, so on a personal level, how do you feel about garrison missions? Well, so I think a lot of this has removed some degree of... So there is really no game content there. You're kind of passively accumulating followers and you're maybe rearranging your group of 25 that you have active at any one time. But beyond that, there isn't really much to say about the menu gameplay. It's a little bit unappealing, and it's a little bit of a handout in terms of the rewards. So what you basically do is you push a button, and you will, in a few hours, receive some amount of gold or fuller experience or maybe some um, raid loot, for example. Right, yeah. I think that we were kind of debating that, you know, if someone to make an add-on like this, does that mean that they really dislike the garrison missions and we're just kind of looking for a way to make them go faster to get past it or, you know, if you actually enjoyed it, wanted to make it better. So I think the enjoyment is in collecting the followers, at least the initial ones that you kind of got while you were adventuring in the world doing the quests and you met somebody and you rescued them from their problems or anything along those lines. So that kind of has story content in there. The mission descriptions are kind of fun. The gameplay of putting followers to counter mission threats and then assembling parties is not that much fun. Do you think the shipyard is any better or about the same? So the shipyard is a response to the garrison missions in some sense. So what they did was they made it relatively 
obvious which followers you should take on a mission. So while for the follower missions, you were kind of blindly trying to figure out what counters what and what combinations of things would be better off on this mission. And you had kind of a lot of synergy traits and you had larger parties. The ships simplify this a lot. You need the ships that counter the ship types, and then you can buy equipment on top of that. So this makes it a lot easier to play the shipyard missions without any sort of add-ons. But at the same time, the rewards are greatly diminished. So I don't think there are that many gold missions for the ships. The experience missions for the ships are okay, but I mean, at some point you'll get all of the epic ships. And then hopefully, I think they intend you to destroy them at some unlikely missions and then get new ones. So that's kind of the replay angle there. But... Yeah, it's definitely different. And I, I know for myself, I feel a little bit more invested in the shipyard missions because I couldn't tell you right now what garrison missions I have going on. You know, I'll log in, I'll collect everything. But the shipyard, I know that I have a two-day mission going out. That's... Yeah, they slowed it down, which right. is really good. Right. I mean, for the garrison missions, you're kind of logging on every 30 minutes and you would probably have a new button to press. Yeah. And, uh, yeah so shipyard... it's nice that this mm-hmm. is somewhat slower. It leaves a bad taste in the mouth of people who were doing the garrison missions beforehand because they've established kind of a baseline level of rewards where you were used to a certain amount of income for a certain amount of work and shipyard missions are well below that. Yeah, we're just getting a bunch of oil back, and occasionally, like, I have the fishing that's equipped, so I get fish back. Yeah, that's... Well, at least you got ship ba- uh, fish back, which is <laughs> mildly useful. It I still is... don't have any of that trait, so the random number generator apparently hates me. I only oh, get, no. I don't know, Pandaren crews or something. I think it's because <laughs> Blizzard knows it's you, and they're like, uh-huh, okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, enjoy those. <laughs> so I think I have one ship with a gnomish crew, and that's always kind of fun. You want to send that out on mission so that you would get garrison equipment or ship equipment. Oh, yeah. And that that's kind cool. of is. Oh, I don't think I have that yet. Yeah, Wait, so... so I think they're kind of moving in the correct direction in the sense of making this thing relatively transparent to people to figure out on their own. But because the reward curve is kind of going down, people might not be too happy about the shipyard missions. That's true. Well, is this your first add-on, or do you have any others? No, I've been at this for a while. So I think out of the surviving ones, the oldest one is called Ogri Lazy, and it was uh, for the Paxis relics back in Burning Crusade. Oh, yeah, I have that one. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you so when that... you had to do the ogre reputation faction. Right. Would you have to to be able to get the um, Christmas part of Long Strange trip it's been? Yes. Yes. But I think that predates the achievement. So at that point, you were just doing it because it was max level content and it was kind of cool. Foxlet, I wish you could have seen Freckleface just light <laughs> up when you mentioned that add-on right now. That was amazing. Well, we talked about that, like, I don't know, two years ago, not that long ago. <laughs> yes. So that's the kind of oldest one. I also do Opi, which is a kind of radio action bar thing, which I generally use to stuff all of the spells that you only use, like, once every two minutes into things like, I don't know, trade skills cooldown timers for various abilities 
That's cool. Yeah, saving space in your screen is always important. And try a bunch of others which are not that interesting. All right, so you mentioned before that you kind of took a little bit of ownership, although I, I, I might disagree, but you took a little bit of ownership of the fact that people may not have had enough information about any of the uh, changes in master plan and, and what the UI represented. An easy way, I think, to remedy that is if people just, you know, maybe followed your, your socially, you know, online. So where can people find you if they wanted to follow you and find out all the latest information about your add-ons? Actually, you could read the change logs. This is kind of a big joke. So there is nothing social that you can follow. So you can kind of follow the add-on pages if you want to. So I think moving this um, kind of, we changed this in an add-on to a social media page is a little bit redundant. You kind of don't want to have updates in the sense that some button somewhere now does something else. So you can't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I know if you, you got to dig for it, and this is one of the things that, that I might have a little bit of a pet peeve with Curse with, you got to kind of dig for it, but I know that people can support you directly through Curse, but they have to go to the project site, not the add-on. So once you get to the add-on, there's a little link that says project site. Once you click on the link that says project site, there's a button there that you can directly support Foxlet for everything he's doing, master plan and everything else. And I want to make sure people understand that that while, yes, they can get the add-on for free, this costs time, and time is money. It's, you know, we all know that. All the goblins say it, time is money, friend. So I know, you know, the people like me and everybody else who, who are using this add-on may miss the fact that you can actually donate and keep this add-on going great. So I want to make sure that people understand how to do that. And, and like I said, I'm really upset that uh, Chris doesn't make that a little more obvious that it's easy to You shouldn't actually... be upset, first of all. I shouldn't Don't be upset? Be. No, because the button actually exists on the add-on page. It's there. You can, it might be difficult to find, but you can kind of control F for support development, and then you'll probably find it. All right. So on the add-on page, this search for the support development, and then you can support directly. It's going to take you to the same place. Yes. So it's just a PayPal donation page that eventually goes to me. Perfect. Um, but also, Curse supports add-on offers indirectly when you subscribe to Curse Premium. They compute kind of how many add-on installations various add-ons have among the Curse Premium users, and they kind of distribute rewards based on that. That is something I did not know, and uh, we we do push Curse Premium here. Uh, we we both have it, and we actually uh, give that away as a prize for playing our Hearthcast AOE game. So just by doing that, people can actually actually indirectly support our add-on authors. All that the add-ons that they're using on Curse Premium. As long as the author of that add-on signed up for the rewards program. But oh, okay. I think most people do that. It'd be a shame not to, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, Foxlet, I want to thank you for your time coming on the show. I, you know, obviously, I want to thank you for all the, the, the tireless efforts you're putting into making such a fantastic add-on and the other add-ons you've made, but especially for an add-on that has saved me hours upon hours of my, my game life. So I really want to thank you for that. You're welcome. It's nice to hear that people are actually using it and getting free time out of it, which is always nice. Actually, I think um, if you join our guild, that's one of the required add-ons that people say you have to have. <laughs> it's like if you want to raid, you have to have this. If you just want to play the game, you have to have Master Plan, okay? So <laughs> yes. I suppose you can also just ignore the garrison missions. It's not really that much that you're missing. 
There are people, though, however, that who aren't able to raid but want to do better in dungeons, and maybe they're doing LFR, but they can get high mall gear out of missions. And why not use Master Plan and make it that much easier? Yeah, sure. Once every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Think of all the time that you'll save if you only do garrisons once every two weeks. I will tell you this, though, and, and, and this is in all honesty. When the shipyard first came out, I went over the shipyard and looked at it, and Master Plan hadn't quite updated, at least for me yet. And I looked at it and went, huh, well, that's going to be nice once Master Plan updates. And I left. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was like, I'll go build I'm my ships. I'm not sending my ships anywhere until I know where to send them. And you think I'm doing math? No. <laughs> so in some sense, the delay for the 6.2 launch was also intended to let people play with the default UI for a while. So I would have hoped that you would have tried to send the ships in missions. Oh, I because did. But then they, they, Blizzard they kind up. of made an effort there to make it a lot more accessible than the normal four missions. All my ships blew up that I sent out on, on my initial <laughs> mission. So, I mean, I tried it once. I'm like, okay, I, I, I suck at this. I'm not doing this anymore. But they scripted that. I mean, the initial introduction quest more or less had you set up for failure. Yes, it's it did. It's entirely 100% intended. Yeah, and that's a, that's a part I did, the, the initial onset of the quest. I did that. I blew up the ship. I rebuilt the ship. I did all that stuff. And then when it was time for the grind to begin, so to speak, that's when I'm like, all right, I'll just wait for Mass Plan to update. Yes. So I kind of had this problem where... Before I updated that on for the shipyards, I was kind of doing the ship missions anyway. It's not that difficult, it's just time consuming. And I would do this routine where I would click a mission, I would pick the ships, and I would think, hmm, okay, so maybe I can send those ships on this mission, and maybe it will give me some kind of reward. Then I would go back, and I couldn't remember which ships I put where and which mission rewarded what. So it's kind of difficult to see from the map where the rewards are. Which one of the missions is the Pexus Crystal one? Which one is the Gear one? Oh, I totally agree. And so it was kind of this mess of going back and forth between missions. And that's when I kind of said, well, okay, enough. We have to fix this. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, um, has Blizzard ever contacted you directly and said anything, congratulated you, thanked you, anything? Uh, no, not directly. I think... At the initial launch, there were a couple of tweets about, well, this is nice in the sense that it doesn't automate too much. I think we've moved from that point where it now automates a little bit more than they are potentially comfortable with. But it's always a difficult line to walk. In some sense, you could replace the garrison UI with a giant button that says, give me loot. <laughs> and you would just log in. You would push the button. Right. And every eight hours, you would get them. But you have so to log in. No mobile app. So I think the people pushing for the mobile app are a little bit miscalculating here. So they could do this on their phones, sure. But then you would have to get the phone out every eight hours or every <laughs> two hours. And you would feel obliged to drag the followers in there. And you would probably get really sick of it. And there are generally no add-ons on the phone, so you will have to do this manually. Ooh, that's true. So oh. imagine the kind of additional stress that you'll have to deal with. Although Foxlit, we do know people uh, who do this, who have TeamViewer installed on their phones and on their computers and will log into their home computer that is logged into WoW, or then they'll log in via TeamViewer and go run garrison missions. Yeah, so I think this was really big when they initially introduced them. So like the first couple of weeks when people were not terribly tired of them and when you were kind of progressing through the missions, your followers were gaining experience and locking your abilities kind of somewhat more exciting than the current situation where you have 24 maxed followers and one new recruit. 
<laughs> and you're just sitting there collecting gold. So I don't know if you would kind of remote desktop back to your computer today. Or at least I would hope that you don't do that battle. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting uh, statistic if Blizzard could track that. That certainly would. Well, listen, I know it's getting late over there, and I want to thank you again for the time you spent with us and our listeners uh, imparting your knowledge, imparting your information about uh, your add-ons, about Master Plan, especially about having, you know, telling people to go read the change log, know what's coming up, know what's changed, so it's important. And uh, and more important than all of that is that we know that our listeners and, you know, people are using Master Plan should, you know, support you through that support page. It's been great. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. We really enjoyed it. Thank you. We asked you all on Twitter what your favorite part of the master plan was, and this is what some of you had to say. Spanky Hunter says, I can sort what missions by the type I want to get done first. Then it finds the best team for missions in one click, and it's done. Warchief Vulgin actually Twittered us up and said, that it quickly finishes all the missions and shows a summary of your rewards. Tahu Harik says the time saving. A little bit on me. I sent that tweet out a little late before we recorded. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) But I do appreciate the responses that we did get. And I'm sure that that echoes a lot of everybody else's sentiments. That is the sign, the the time saving that it does. Yeah, I think you just kind of highlight that one and be like, yes, that time's a thousand. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What everybody just said. Thank you all so much, though, for uh, for your contributions to the show. Hey, Blizz, here's an idea for you. All right, so Blizzard had two good ideas and a bad idea. Two good ideas and a bad idea. Yeah. All right, lay them on me. So the first good idea... I might dare say fantastic idea is the uh, custom group finder. Love custom group finder. Absolutely. It gives players the tools to form a cross-realm group for, you know, whatever. A dungeon, a raid, some random thing. I'm going to kill this rare over here. I want to do this particular achievement. I got this dude in my garrison. Exactly. So it gives the players the tools to form a group. No matchmaking, no queue. And it takes the strain off general chat because whereas before you had to advertise your group every two minutes or so, now you just post it up in the uh, group finder. You mean you miss the days of hanging around in Dalaran's circle or square there and inspecting people to see if you wanted them in your group? Oh, there's that. Now it's all automated. Now you can put it at a minimum item level. Fantastic. It is. All right, so that's good idea that's number good one. good idea number one. Good idea. Filling Tanon with rares that drop interesting oh, items. So good. I think it's cool. There's some of them that drop toys. There's some of them that drop pets. There are some of them that drop uh, the equipment that you need to um, put in your battleships. Right. Some drop baleful tokens. Right. Yeah, a lot of Which stuff gives drop. you gear. A lot of different stuff that comes from Tanon Jungle. Okay. So that's good idea number two. That's a good idea. Okay. For X, so we've got two great ideas from Blizzard. What is the bad idea? The bad idea was making finding rares a daily. Why so? Well, they are forcing us to find rares. I mean, the quest, the uh, unseen influences, it is the only way to earn reputation with Order of the Awakened. You have to have Order of the Awakened to Revered to unlock Flying and Draenor. So it's pretty much a requirement at this point. Okay. 
Now, while you can find some treasures on the ground to complete this quest, um, it gets a little bit overcrowded and you can't always find the treasures. You know, it doesn't um, spawn versus how many people are on the realm. Right. Plus, as I mentioned a couple podcasts ago, there are people who are rude. And if you're working your way to a treasure and killing the mobs around it, they'll just cut right by you and steal your treasure. Exactly. Grr. So here we have the issue of we're forced to find rares, basically. And the fastest way to find rares, instead of doing a loop like we did in Time of Sile, you know, you had your path. Yeah. You go around, you go up the hill around to Cinderfall, come back down, whatever. Everyone had their own little path. And instead of doing that, the fastest way is to pick a spot that you know a rare spawns at and to realm hop until you find the rare. The fastest way to realm hop is to join a group on the group finder. So now every group has to deal with people constantly joining and instantly dropping when they're looking for more people. I mean, I came across the rare the other day. It was in kind of an out-of-the-way spot, uh, but had two million health, so I wasn't going to be able to do it on my own. I posted up a group with the name of the rare in group finder. I had 10 people join and drop. Wow. And one person who joined and came over and helped me kill it. So they were just joining because they knew you were on a different realm. Exactly. Basically, by making these rares a force daily, they have bottlenecked the players, and the result is the group finder being clocked. If you didn't have any other motivation to kill the rare other than what it dropped, you know, usually once you got the one special thing from that rare, like if they dropped a a toy or they dropped a blueprint or something that you wanted, once you got that, you didn't have a real reason to go back to them. Right, and the idea or the example I was thinking of was Hulan in uh, Time of Messiah. Once you got the mount... Exactly. You didn't really need to go kill Hulan anymore. Unless you got stuck there and just wanted to help a group that was getting overwhelmed. You right. Know, if you wanted to be, you know, you know, good guy Greg, then you would just do that for him. Right. You know, or even if you could turn in these items from the rares for reputation, but you weren't limited per day... So you'd have, you know, some of the more hardcore players getting it all done in the first couple of days. And now they've taken a break from it, you know, so everything is a little bit more spread out. But the fact that you can only, you know, get 10 a day and you have to do it and these dailies every single time, it upsets the balance. Because when you see a rare, you're not like, oh, yay, a rare. Instead, the opposite happens where you're stressed out if you don't find rares fast enough. Like, I only have an hour to quest today. I didn't find 10 rares. Or, you know, combination. I didn't find 10 rares, 10 treasures. And it should be the opposite of it being a bonus, of it being something cool, something that you maybe have to work a little extra for, instead of something that is required and something that you feel frustrated if you don't get. I guess the easy fix is not make it a daily, just make it a repeatable quest. So you finish it and you get it right. again. That would make it somewhat better. And I don't know if it's my defense or what, but this kind of was one of the tips that I gave in the last episode about being efficient in Tanan Jungle was this exact thing. Find where rare spawns and jump into some other groups and look right. for Right. I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying is that it is the fastest way to find the rares. Right, because you're not really, you become basically, it isn't find 10 rares and get their loot and bring back the the fragments of the crystals. The quest becomes go to where the rares spawn and realm hop. Right, and like, I could get irritated at the people who joined my group and then dropped, 
But I can't blame them because they're doing the most efficient thing, the fastest way to get what they need to do. You know, and as long as that quest is in place, people are going to continue to do that. I actually (laughs) saw the first time a group that was listed of, you know, title was blah, 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 something. And it was like, you know, bleep you, you rare hoppers. (laughs) Go bleep yourself. I know this is a little little off topic, uh-huh. but uh, the other day, and I should have screenshotted it, and I'm mad that I didn't. It was an ode to Timeless Isle. Really? And the entire description contained every keyword for every rare. <laughs> Venge, Vengeance, Doom, Doomfist, all of them. So no matter what rare name you typed up, this guy's group oh, was there. The I saw something similar. It was, do not join this group. And it was like, Doom Roller is not up. Death Talent is not up. <laughs> okay, it's the same concept. Same thing. It's kind of a troll. Yeah, yeah, this one was, I mean, I joined it just to congratulate the guy because I was like, well played. That's nice. <laughs> that was very good. But that is acceptable, I think, to go to where one of these, the champions spawn because that's, you need more people. But for a rare that spawns or an elite mob that spawns that you need for this quest, you could solo them. All of them are soloable if your item level is high enough. I've soloed plenty, and I'm only, what, 690. But, like you said, people go to, you know, they have handy notes. They go where the skull is. They're like, I, you know, I only have a couple minutes left before I need to, you know, go to work or go to wherever. Let me do some realm hopping and see if I can't find the rare that's up here. Now, if you're alone, super simple. Super simple to do that. You join a guild, you know, you join a group rather, not there, drop group, find another one. If you're in a group and you're doing this little shenanigans, the weird part about it is, is once you leave the group, everybody you have to disband your group. So you'll join as a group and they're like, okay, the rare's not here. Everybody leave group. You leave group and it actually unforms your party. It disbands your party. You have to recreate your party and go do the same thing again. So it does make it a little more difficult, not much, but a little more difficult to do. But there, yeah, I agree with you. There needs to be something in place, you know, whether it be some yeah. more phasing, but I don't uh, know. It's well, just, it's I don't a difficult know. I just, problem. I just think it was a poor structure to, to put in a daily to get rares. You know, I feel like they just should have had more of a, more of a bonus thing or, you know, you have your objectives and the rares are something you do on the side or something that you do when you see one up when you're near it. Yeah. So. I, you know, I kind of wonder, here's, here's the, the fine line that you walk. If there is an ability to phase the rare so that they only appear on the uh, character's host realm, home realm, whatever you want to yeah. call it, that's, one way. The problem is low pop realms where people need a group to even to take down a rare. Yeah, I don't think that's a good solution because then you also can't group with friends. Right. It know? alienates a lot. It of does. People. So, it does. And like I said before, you can take them down alone. These guys aren't that difficult. But Most of them. I mean, there's, there's, they, their hit points vary between 900,000 and 2 million. Right. Now, there are some, especially in the Throne of Kill Jaden, that you just don't want to mess with no, alone. No, no, no. They no. will just, you know, paint new walls with you. Or something. New artwork. <laughs> uh, but, you know, some of the other ones are easy. But I, I get what you're saying. It becomes, it, it misses the true spirit of the quest. It does. Absolutely. Well, Blaze, if there is a uh, solution to this, I'm sure you will find it. 
You know, Frank, you and I were at an event the other day. We brought our Loot Crate box with us. And this Loot Crate box had some stuff that may not have spoken directly to us. May not have gone 100% with the motif that we're going for at our studio. But we brought this to an event and we brought nothing back. Anything? All gone. Yeah, all gone. Yeah. No all questions asked. Everything I'll was claimed. I'll take that and that and that and that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and joyfully so. Exactly. And that is one of the beauties that I love about Loot Crate, that even if what is in the box doesn't speak to you, it will speak to somebody you know. And folks, if you haven't checked out Loot Crate, we urge you to do so. Go check out our website, hearthcast.com. There's a Loot Crate link there. Follow that. That'll take you over to Loot Crate. It'll actually save you three bucks off your first order if you decide to become a member. It's very cool. It's something I won't ever give up. And I, I love, you love unboxing that stuff. Oh, it's so much fun. I'm now saving the boxes for you to unbox, which really makes my son Siren mad. <laughs> you know, that box will sit there for a day or so. You can open that box, Dad. No, I'm going to wait for Freckle Face. You can wait for Freckle Face? Yeah, I'm waiting for Freckle Face. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's his thing now, right? Yeah, that might be his keyword right now or something. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> But uh, yeah, and that's just, like I said, the beauty of it is if something doesn't speak to you, you're going to have someone that it speaks to. And then they're going to be so happy that they got something. So just spread the love. So go check them out. Go over and head over to HearthCast. Follow that link over to Loot Crate. That'll let them know that uh, you love us as much as we love them. So, Frank, you know, here recently 6.2 launched new updates. And there were. You know, a couple people that had some issues. I had a little bit of an issue with mine, but it, you know, it was a very fast fix. You know, reading on a forum exactly what people were doing took, you know, all of 10 seconds. Like, oh, okay, let me fix that. And, you know, you fix that. And most of the time when people post something to a Blizzard forum, which, you know, they know is a known issue, they will tell you exactly what to do. And if you follow what they say step by step, you'll get an answer immediately. If they tell you what to do and you don't follow the step-by-steps and you won't get the intended results. And that is exactly what happened here. And now we take a moment to hear an astute editorial from a member of the World of Warcraft community. I posted here yesterday, didn't get an answer except asked for my system info, etc. No response. I have been playing WoW for the last six months on the same PC, the same router, the same internet provider. I have never had a problem until 6.2. As I sit here ranting, I once again have a red incompatible realm list. Restarted my PC and once again, sixth time, the patch is downloading itself. I am at my wits end and absolutely beyond frustrated. I am ready to cancel my sub and I have been playing since vanilla. When I log in to play, I want to play, not scan, repair, restart, freeze, crash, get an incompatible server message, get booted every 10 minutes, and constantly have patches and updates downloading themselves. I have checked everything, cleaned everything, it is not my computer or my ISP, my firewall or my router, and considering the amount of people having the same issues I am. I'm really wondering what Blizz is going to do about it. Trust me, I am using an unimaginable amount of restraint as I type, considering this is a public forum, but my tongue is bleeding from biting it. So what I want to know is, when are you going to fix this, Blizz? 
Are these issues going to be addressed or are you just going to sit idly by and watch your subs keep dropping? This, of course, has been a perfectly rational reaction. Now, as it turns out, after this guy posted this in the forums, somebody said, well, what did you do? And he goes, well, I kind of did what Blizz asked me to do. So, well, post everything Blizz asked you to do. So the guy does that and they go, okay, yeah, your battle.net launcher is out of date. Go update that. Just like Blizz told you to do. Like I did that, fixed. <laughs> so if he had just done what Blizzard had told him to do instead of coming back, see what he was looking for was something that was not his fault. I mean, he goes through this. He blames. He says, it's not my computer. It's not my ISP. It's not my firewall. It's not my router. My computer It's not anything. That's true. It wasn't any of that. But what Blizzard asked him for was, you know, they always ask for the same thing. They ask for you know, the DX Diag, which is your diagnostics about everything in your computer. They ask you for versions. They talk about your add-ons. It's the same thing every time. Because they know it's only a certain amount of things that are going to cause an issue. And if he had bothered to dig a little deeper because I had the same issue when I came home I'm like I'm getting incompatible realmless I'm in fact I told you like I'm getting incompatible realmless what's going on I look in blizzard I'm like oh my battle.net client needs to be restarted restart battle.net it updated done it didn't need to download it. if if you restarted the battle.net without updating it it would try to restart you know redownload the patch again I get it but Instead of just thinking it's nothing I could have done, I'm a computer expert. I know what I'm doing. It ain't my fault. Something Blizzard's doing. And then to blame them, like, oh, I'm going to unsub and you're going to lose everybody. No. No, just go update battle.net. So, the moral of the story is follow instructions? Follow instructions. That's all you need to do. Yeah. You know, and the fact Makes that. Makes life he, easier. Yeah. I mean, they asked for like three things and they gave them like two. <laughs> so, <laughs> they asked for three things, give them three things and you'll be fine. So, Freck, we missed you, completely missed you, dearly missed you, sorely oh. missed you at the last meetup group. Yeah, couldn't be there. I know. You had uh, your hubby's B-Day party, and right. that's, that's important. It is important, important. yeah. Um, kind of rude to be like, no, hubby, I'm going to. One of our AOE contestants showed up, Cuddles. And Cuddles is a really cool dude. He shows up. You actually showed up early, and thankfully, I was actually there really early. <laughs> the way my schedule fell, I was there early. So he and I got to hang out a little bit before everybody else shows up. And he was sad that you weren't there, but you posted something on Twitter and made me take a picture with him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, he tweeted he's going to meet us, and I said, Root is going to give you a hug oh, for that's me. Right, the hug. Yeah, the hug. Yeah. And then you demanded photographic evidence of said hug. I did. Which we, we needed proof. We provided. <laughs> and we also had another uh, uh, listener, Curtis Adkins, showed up. This dude is a professional wrestler. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. way cool. Uh, super cool guy. His, uh, his better half was there with him. It could have been your sister. In fact, I think you guys are related. Oh, odd. I think they called her Freckleface, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next meetup, they're both, or everybody that was there is planning on being there again. So the next meetup, awesome. hopefully you'll be there. You get yeah. to meet them. 
Uh, Kettle's, you know, Kettle's there. Curtis is going to be there. His SO will be there as well. So it's it's always a cool thing to meet people out there, all the new players who play. And, you know, there's another, uh, there's an event we're going to come do here soon with a, a large contention here in, or- in Orlando area who play well. And I'll let Cuddles talk to you more about that because it is really, really interesting. I cannot wait. Well, we want to thank Fox Sled for coming in the show and giving us insight about Master Plan. That was a really cool interview. Uh, we want to thank everyone who gave us feedback on Twitter about what you like about Master Plan. And as we close the show, we want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastbreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. Visit our website, hearthcast.com, for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Ruth and Freckleface.